2: Red L, Sean Boyd, and Corey. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains depictions of grief and loss, discussions of apocalyptic events and their aftermath, gun violence, loud noises, character betrayal, and existential dread. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes.
3: The Source. The infinite potential of all worlds. The roiling chaos that is the heart of all existences. The place where all space and time and realities meet and coexist as one. A place that is not a place. in a time that is not a time. I have seen uncounted Earths through the cracks and rifts in the veil between the Source and the worlds that truly are. Futures and pasts so familiar that my heart aches to see them. Or so strange and alien that I cannot comprehend their shape. And yet each and every one of them is shaped by choice. The choices of systems, the choices of gods, and sometimes a single choice made by one person trapped within a desperate situation. A choice with consequences they could not possibly predict. This is one such future, and it is perhaps the darkest I have ever seen. But it also makes my heart the lightest, for it gives me some small hope that the end of a world might not be the end of its story. I cannot say if it is the future of the world I knew, or just one like it, but still, it intrigues me.
4: You figure this storm will let up soon. I wouldn't count on it. Oh, God. You don't have to stay out here if you're just going to complain the whole time. But then it wouldn't be any fun. Who said it's supposed to? What the hell is that? It sounds like someone coming through the snow towards us. I know that. Who would be on the road on a night like this? What you mean besides you and I? Hold it right there.
5: Good evening, gentlemen.
2: We're out for a bit of a stroll, are we?
5: Angliski Strani. What's he saying? Ah, Americansky. Should have guessed from the gun.
4: Show a little respect, comrade. Last time I checked, this land belonged to the U.S. of A. (laughs) Yes. Belonged. What?
5: What's your business in Holy Cross, stranger? Absolutely no concern of yours. Well, we're making it our concern. Tony? Hmm.
4: Any particular reason for such personal interest? Well, let's see. You're wandering into town in the middle of a blizzard so no one will see you. The last time I heard Russian accents was during the channel invasion of 44. And oh, your backpack looks like it's holding enough supplies to make the person who confiscates it a very rich man.
5: Hmm. All very good reasons. Very cogent argument. My compliments. So? So what? You have
6: any explanation for yourself, comrade?
5: Well, no. No? I mean, I'm sure I could come up with one if I really tried, but there seems to be little point in wasting my time doing so. I'll show you what the point is. Tony! Stay out of this. Not a
2: bloody chance. We're supposed to scare people (laughs) off.
5: (laughs) Something funny, old man? You two are adorable. Excuse me? Your friend wants to protect me. You want to shoot me. Problem is you can't. And he really shouldn't.
2: Beg your pardon?
5: Americansky, They never learn. Best get you both inside. It's going to be cold tonight. Any chance either of you knows where the tavern is? Ah. Well, I'm sure I can find it on my own gentle Hello there. No, I I don't want another drink. Thank you.
7: (laughs) I am not a waitress.
5: Yet. Hmm. No, you're not. May I help you?
7: I was hoping I could help you.
5: What with?
7: Well, it's going to be rather cold tonight.
5: Uh, Indeed.
7: I just thought you might like someone to help keep your bed warm.
5: I know what you're trying to do, and I, I can't say I approve, but even if I did, I, I wouldn't be interested. Please go away.
7: Jeez, talk about a cold shoulder. With a personality like that, I'd take what I could get, friend.
5: Excuse me?
7: Well, it's not like anyone else is propositioning you tonight.
5: Uh, I think you've misunderstood me, Miss... Harper. Miss Harper. It's not that... I don't want to pay you for your work. I'm just not interested, period.
7: Oh, well, if you're looking for another guy, then I think Sal will be in Niet,
5: later. Yes, No, I'm, I, I'm not interested in anyone. Ever. I, am I being clear?
7: Oh my god, I, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't realize. I mean, I didn't... It's think. fine. I,
5: I know I'm, I'm unusual.
7: Well, you could have told me that you were ace. That would have helped. I...
5: I didn't think you'd know what it meant.
7: What? Because I'm some ignorant little prostitute in a backwater shithole? No,
5: because I. I a lot of the smartest people I know didn't know what it meant either.
7: Well, at least I'm in good company.
5: <sighs> I, I believe we begun on the wrong foot. I apologize.
7: <laughs> it takes two to tango, my friend. So, what brings you to the tavern, if not the drinks or the company?
5: Hmm. Just business.
7: And what's that then? You a uh, tinker?
5: Mm, you could say that.
7: <laughs> oh, come on. You know what I do. I'm sure your business can't be any more private than mine.
5: <laughs> you do make a point. I'm a scientist. an Engineer, actually. I- I'm in town to buy some parts.
7: For that thing?
5: Oh, no, no. This is only a small component of what I'm working on.
7: And what are you working on?
5: It... it's oh, oh, well, What's he doing here? Who?
7: Oh shit! You know who that is? Proctor Hal, our very own resident, holier than thou. I
5: need to hire the use of your bedroom. Excuse me? I need a place to hide for the night if Proctor finds me here.
7: You? I thought he was here for me. Again?
5: Either way, we both need a reason to disappear discreetly, da?
7: You willing to pay? Pay? Th- there's no time for. There's no time to be cheap. Can you pay?
5: I, I have some components in my bag. I, I can give you transistors, radio.
7: Seriously, radio? What kind of idiot do you take me for? All right,
5: Boga. Fine, fine, fine. I have a, I have a fuel cell heater in my bag. High efficiency. You won't need to buy firewood for the next ten years, at least. Deal?
7: Hmm. I think we have a deal. Step into my office, Doc.
5: Was it really necessary for you to kiss me? I already told you, I'm not interested in- Stuff
7: it, Doc. The Proctor saw us on the stairs. How else would you suggest I hide your face? I-
5: uh, Oh, it's uh, rather ingenious, actually.
7: Well, I'd be lying if I said that was the first time I tried that trick. Besides, seeing people have a good time is the one thing the Proctor can't stand. I like to twist that knife in every once in a while.
5: That's a very nice lamp, Miss Harper. Plenty of lumens.
7: Thanks. Perks of working night shifts.
5: And quite a collection of books as well.
7: Really just decoration. Makes the room feel classy for the clients.
5: Hmm, I doubt that. Excuse me? Charles Dickens, uh, a tale of two cities unabridged with a bookmark about halfway through.
7: It just came like that.
5: Hmm. Not unless the previous owner was also named Harper by some enormous coincidence.
7: Don't touch. I'm only saying- You keep your hands off my things, you understand? You can use the chair or sleep in the bed if you really have to, but if you touch anything else, I'll go straight to Proctor Hall myself. Understand?
6: Uh, da.
5: Yeah, yes. I understand.
7: And it's payment up front. In full. That means now, Doc.
5: Oh, right. Here it is. Should keep this room warm for a better part of a decade. Longer if you manage to find the working hydrogen cell to replace... Miss Harper, are, are you all right?
7: I... fine. Just peachy.
5: Those books mean a lot to you, don't they?
7: Why does it matter to you?
5: Because it matters to you. And if we're going to be spending the evening in one another's company, I'd prefer not to spend it with a stranger.
7: Why not? I do it all the time.
5: If you'd rather not talk about it, that's alright as well.
7: I think I'd rather not, Doc.
5: Your choice. Here.
7: How do you turn it on?
5: Power switch on the top. Temperature regulator is just below it. Where should I put my bag?
7: What? Oh, anywhere's fine. May I ask you a question, Doc?
5: Only if you want an answer.
7: Why is the Proctor after you? Hmm. I mean, I know he's after me because I'm a depraved whore and all that, but why would the church be interested in a traveling tinker?
5: Um, I... I Well, it's more of a a difference in values, I suppose you could say. And like you said, he's a bit of a... Let's just say the proctor disapproves of my work for the same reason he disapproves of yours. He's
7: got a stick up his ass?
5: He doesn't understand it nor does he want to. Not everyone can accept people's differences the way you do.
7: They were my mom's. What? The books. They were my mom's from before the storm.
5: I ah, I see. And now they're yours. Yes. And your mother?
7: Gone long time ago.
5: I oh, I'm sorry.
7: It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. She wanted me to love reading as much as she did. She used to hide books she thought I would like at the bottom of my backpack, just so I'd have something to read at recess. The library was all digital by then, but it still had a nook by the window that was perfect for reading and writing.
5: You're a writer.
7: I'm a tavern girl. But... Yes, I write, when I can find the time.
5: I would love to read your work sometime.
7: (laughs) I doubt that. No, really,
5: I would. I... (sighs) I've tried to write, but I've never been able to. <sighs> the words, they're, they're difficult for me.
7: <laughs> they're hard for everyone, Doc. It's about getting over yourself and writing anyway.
5: Hmm. Perhaps you're right.
7: I usually am. Except when I'm not. I'm going to sneak a look out, see if the proctor's still down there.
5: Oh, spasibo.
7: You're welcome, Doc. Hang tight.
5: To Do what? Hmm, um, slight loss of cell integrity from the uh, Should re insulate the battery compartment when I
6: get the time. Harper! No, oh, no! Proctor! <gasps> <laughs> Doctor, I see you've met Miss Harper. Shouldn't be surprised. Degenerates of a feather flock together. Let her go. She isn't involved.
7: <laughs> In- involved with what?
6: Perhaps she wasn't. Now she is. I should thank you, Doctor. I never could convince Mayor Wilkins to criminalize her detestable profession, but protecting a known felon? That's a hanging offense. What? Shush, darling, the menfolk are talking. Now, Doctor, if you'll just.
7: Ow! Harper! What the fuck, Harper? You're not the first pig who's tried to grab me from behind. Consider yourself lucky. I was taught to aim for the femoral artery.
6: Clerics! Two arms! I have seven men downstairs, all armed and waiting for you to try and escape. Really pulling out all these stops, aren't you, Proctor? That must be the town's whole contingent. A worthy investment if it means catching you.
7: Hold on. What exactly is going on here?
6: Oh. Did he neglect to tell you? The doc's insane. He's building a superweapon down by Passage Sound to kill us all off. The whole province has been on high alert for the last six years.
7: You... You said you were here to get parts for something, is it?
6: Harper,
5: please, you must believe me. I'm not building a weapon. He's lying.
7: And the pot calls the kettle black. Why should I believe you and not him?
6: One reason, Harper. He's one of the scientists who created the storm.
7: Oh, God. Harper, get back! Fuck my head. What the hell? No. No. God damn it, no.
5: Good morning, Harper. Feeling well?
7: You fucking bastard.
5: I'll take that as a yes. Hungry? Where am I? My home away from home, Miss Harper. My nautilus on rails. Doc. If you really must know, you're on the old Alaskan line, north of Anchorage.
7: Bullshit. Those rails are frozen over. No one's used them since the storm.
5: (laughs) Yes, I've worked very hard to make it look that way. It does slow down my travel quite a bit, but secrecy is its own reward.
7: Why am I here?
5: Like I said, secrecy. Besides, the Proctor would have directed his anger against you. I I didn't want your blood on my hands.
7: Wow, I'm touched. Now let me out of here. Why would you want to go back? Because I don't take kindly to being kidnapped, that's why.
5: Kidnapped? Why, why would you think I kidnapped you?
7: Hello? Most people don't handcuff their guests to a chair, unless they're into that sort of thing.
5: What? No, I, I just. I needed to tend the engine. And I couldn't have you just wandering off. This train's a bit of an old death trap until you know your way around.
7: Oh, so you were protecting me, huh? My fucking hero. For
5: goodness sake, Harper. You don't need to make this any harder than Let
7: it me will. off the train right now or I swear I'm not going- I'm not having
5: this discussion. You are safe here. And that is that.
7: Like having the last word, don't you? Prick. Now, if I'm very lucky, these locks are as cheap and as old as they look. And I'm still as good as I think. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's see you talk your way out of this one, Doc. Shit!
5: Good. You're still there.
7: And where exactly would I go?
5: Oh, right. All the same. I'd appreciate it if you didn't try to escape while I'm off the train. We're in the middle of some rather hostile train. You're leaving? Just for a moment. Holy Cross wasn't my last stop after all.
7: Oh, don't worry, Doc. I won't wander off. I'm just going to take your train and go home. Jeez, Mom, why didn't you hide any books about trains in my backpack? Ah, damn it! Okay, okay. New plan. Catch the dock and then make him drive me back. Yeah. That'll work. If I just get up behind him with my knife, it shouldn't be too hard to convince him to take me back. He can't finish his machine if he's dead, mm-hmm. so... There
4: he me and the boys got nothing but the very best parts for you.
5: Mm-hmm. Only if you consider second hand scrap the best. Most of this is garbage. You
4: won't find anything better in the province. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you that.
5: I did find
4: better in Holy Cross. Silly scum. If you'd rather deal with them. I tried. The
5: proctor tried to arrest me.
4: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> See, boys? Exactly what you get from reformers shiny shit and a swift kick in the ghoulies when they decide you ain't civilized enough form. shit.
3: That's a
7: lot of them.
4: Better to deal with us, doc. Scum of the earth, we is salt of the earth.
7: Eh, huh?
4: never mind.
5: I don't see what I requested here. Did you forget to bring it? Of course
4: not, boys. Easy, easy, Take, take it easy, Boz, it's all there. Just like you asked. Five kilograms of pure enriched uranium still in its original packaging. Mint condition. It breaks my art just to part with it.
7: Oh my god. Satisfied?
4: <sighs> Absolutely. Hi, 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 doctor, payment
5: first. <laughs> oh yes, of, of course. You must forgive an old man. Sometimes I forget things. What was the amount we agreed on again? Two thousand uncut. Right, uh, of course. Let me see if I have it here.
4: Ah uh, no, not not now, you piece what of What the hell was that, Doc? It was... Because that looks an awful lot like a weapon. And you look awfully guilty for someone just doing honest business. There's
5: a perfectly good explanation for all of this, I I swear. It's a
4: funny story, actually. Gentlemen, shoot these sorry of skin. wait, 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 wait. What? What, Doc? You changed your mind.
5: I don't have what you want. Obviously. But I do have something more valuable. Go on. I, I know how to get into Holy Cross. Their defenses, their contingent, their weaknesses.
4: Oh shit, no Raiders ever gotten within half a mile of those walls without being shot. I have,
5: several times actually, with the Proctor gunning for me no less. And I
4: suppose you want the uranium for that info, huh? Duh, and my life as well, but yes, the uranium. You <laughs> sell out the civvies to save your own eye. Men, women, children all. Well, uh, you do know what we're going to do to that place when we take it, right? I'd, I, I think I'd rather not know, actually. Oh. <laughs> You'll know, because we're taking you with us on the attack. What? Well, that, that won't be necessary. The information I provide will be more than you enough to... Take it to the camp? Lock him up tight. She's digging. it, I... This is this oh. <laughs> Much better. That <laughs> bastard always talked too much anyways. Back it up, boys. Going home.
7: Son of a bitch. Now what, Mom? Go back to the train and wait? Wait for what? For the raiders to take Holy Cross? And then what? Ask for my old job back? Because hell no am I going to work for those animals. But what else am I supposed to do? Maybe I could figure out how to work that train. But even if I go back to town before they do, Hal's going to hang me anyway. So what else is there to... Shit. Really, Mom? That's what I'm supposed to do? Rescue that asshole? Fine. Fine, I'll do it. But I'm not gonna be happy about it.
6: Is Ah, sounds like the doc's awake. What is this? Where am I? Calm down, doc. You're only gonna hurt yourself. You're in one of Tegan's war crawlers. Well, on the trunk of one, at least. What? What? Hey, sorry we couldn't find a nice cozy bunk for you. But it beats a bullet in the brain, though, which is what I'd have given you. <gasps>
4: Let me out! Let me out! Now! God, here's someone a bit cost a clue. straight the dark, huh? <laughs> this is the way the
8: doctor wanted you. Oh.
7: <sighs> Harper! Unfortunately, yes. Oh,
5: God, am I glad to see you.
7: Trust me, the feeling isn't mutual.
5: Wait, Harper, I, l- l- Let's talk about this. There's no reason to resort to...
7: What? What are you doing? Picking the locks on these chains. bit tougher than the ones you used on me.
5: Well, to be fair, those were more perfunctory. They were just... uh,
7: Harper! Fuck you. I
5: I suppose I deserve that.
7: Yes, you really do.
5: Oh, God. I'm not as young as I once was.
7: (laughs) Yeah, no shit.
5: Which way did you get
7: in? That way, between those tankers. God,
5: that's a lot of firepower.
7: I really hope you didn't tell him anything about Holy Cross.
5: With, With all this, I hardly think Tegan needs me to... You're right. I don't. Harper, did you check the tops of those trucks before you came in?
7: Um, no.
4: Oh, cool yet.
7: What does that mean?
5: It means we're
4: fucked. Congratulations, Doc. You're officially the smartest idiot I've ever met.
5: Chief Siegen, it's been a long day for all of us.
4: Perhaps you could just let me be on my
5: way without the uranium, and we can agree to just let this unfortunate... Get
4: with the program, Doc. We're way past all that. Well, uh... (laughs) Is that pretty little thing you got hiding behind you, oh, Harper? Harper, why do you ask? Well, huh. let's just say I might be convinced to let you be on your way with the uranium if the uh, girl stayed.
7: This girl isn't staying with anyone, you rater. Harper, how good are you with that knife? Pretty good. Why?
5: We have a deal, Chief. The uranium for the girl.
7: What? You can't shut up, Harper. Get a good grip, and don't let go. What? I... Oh. Oh, I hate you. Duly noted.
4: She's all yours, Chief. Oh, yes, she is. Come here, little
7: one. I'm not little, you fucking creep.
4: Oh, quite a mouth on this one. Right, Doc? You have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm sure her bite's worse than her bark. I'm sure. And I'm sure we can fix that tongue of yours. Or cut it out. Either way, I'm going to-
7: Everyone! <laughs> drop your weapons, now!
4: Don't listen to-
7: <laughs> That's your carotid artery. A little more pressure, and you'll be bleeding out on the snow before you know what's happened. Tell them to drop their fucking weapons. Dro-
4: drop- them! Drop them all now! Drop yours, or i kill the Doc.
7: Be my guest. I don't like him any more than you do.
4: Do I said, you idiot! Do it!
7: Doc, get one of those rifles. Now, Chief, we're going back to where we came from. Your men are all going to stay here. Once we are far enough away, I'll let you go. Deal.
4: You go and shove that knife right up your. Deal.
7: You. Ha, ha, uh, yes, yes, you, you have a. We have shh, a watch. Shh, shh.
4: Do you hear that? Oh shit! Everybody down! Harper, Harper, are you all right? Uh. What the hell was
5: that? Oh, I'm not sure. This
6: is Proctor Howell of the Northwestern Parish. Take down your arms and surrender the fugitives. Have 20
7: seconds to comply. I'm uh, well, not this guy again.
5: He must have followed the train
4: somehow. Raiders, get up and fight, you idiots.
7: Doesn't look like he's too fond of the Proctor either.
4: Actually... It looks like he's forgotten all about us.
7: Come on, run! Your grace
6: has expired. May God have mercy on your souls.
7: Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, you've got to be kidding me.
4: Oh, let's go, let's go. Hey, stop those two! Just keep running! No shit!
5: There. That should put some distance behind us.
7: So we're safe now? Ah, safe
5: his sandwiches.
7: Good. Oh! Ow! What was that for? What was that for? Well, let's see, shall we? Lying to me, kidnapping me, tying me up, selling out my home, and... Oh, yeah! Trying to trade me to a fucking bandit chief! It
5: was all part of the plan.
7: And if it didn't work, what then? You take the uranium and leave no, me there?
5: I... I would never... Oh!
7: You know what your problem ow. is, Doc? You don't think you can fuck up. You don't think you can do anything wrong. Well, guess what? You did, and you fucking can. I-
5: I know this. And I'm sorry.
7: Oh, you're sorry. Good for you. Still doesn't change anything.
5: No. It doesn't. Nothing can change what I've done.
7: Nothing. You better start explaining, Doc, because I don't know what the hell you're playing at.
5: <sighs> My name is Dr. Elia Utkin. When I was a younger man, I... I worked at an Arctic research station as part of my university training. Then one summer, the magnetosphere of the Earth went into flux. We still don't know what caused it, but it wreaked havoc with every telecommunication system on the planet. I was able to communicate with another scientist in Antarctica somehow, and so we began a research initiative at our respective bases. Eventually, we thought we had a solution. Polarize the ionosphere to generate an artificially stabilized magnetic field. We had only the best of intentions. We could have never guessed the outcome.
7: The storm?
5: The increased ionic charge created an electrical storm powerful enough to level cities. We didn't realize what was happening until it was too late to stop. By the time we shut off the generators, seven billion dead. Seven billion dead. Every major city in ruins. Governments destroyed, and no one able to coordinate rescue efforts. We didn't know what to do besides leave our stations and try to help where we could. That was the last time I spoke to her. Who? The scientist at the other station. Dr. Llewellyn.
7: It sounds like she meant a lot to you.
5: She meant the world.
7: I didn't think you could feel that way about someone.
5: I think you should know better than most that love and sex are not the same thing.
7: I... No. No, they're not.
5: Well... What do you think?
7: It's a lot to take in, Doc. What do you need the uranium for?
5: uh, I need it for the the, the, the device I'm working on at my...
7: Doc, no more lies.
5: I'm sorry. It's become a bit of a habit, I'm afraid. I need it to make things right. Or, Or at least start to. How? It's it's a little hard to explain. May I show you instead?
7: Oh, now he asks if I want to go with him.
5: I was wrong to take you from your home. If you wish to leave, I will stop the train immediately and take you back to Holy Cross. No questions asked.
7: Let's see it. That didn't take very long.
5: I've been getting the reactor ready for years. The uranium was the very last piece.
7: So is it... It's
5: running. Soon as the reaction gets underway, this station will generate enough power to run every settlement in 300 miles for the next hundred years.
7: That's a lot of power.
5: Not really. Most of them don't even have lights.
7: Even so, a lot of people might get the wrong idea about this place. Or try to take it for themselves.
5: I know that. But I'd rather give them a chance to do the wrong thing than no chance to do the right thing. I have to believe they'll at least try to work together.
7: I can't say that's very likely.
5: It never is.
7: How are you going to get the word out anyways? Radio. Radio? Aren't you forgetting about the flux?
5: (laughs) Aren't you forgetting? I've been studying the flux for nearly 20 years. Where there's a way, there's a will.
7: That's not how that goes. <laughs> what are you going to broadcast your violin recital?
5: It's just an introduction. Do you know what day it is, Harper?
7: Uh
5: Tuesday? Tuesday, December 24th. Did you know the very first radio transmission was on Christmas Eve 1906? Reginald Fessenden. He played too. Apparently it was quite the success.
7: What, you think Christmas carols are going to get people to stop fighting?
5: Not all of them. And definitely not forever, but it's happened before. It can happen again.
7: You sure?
4: Keep it down, keep
2: it down, yeah, I hurt I heard it, yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't know.
6: Well, well, Chief Tegan, I think I'd call that a route, wouldn't you? Now oh, you can take your route and stick it where the sun
4: don't shine, you civvy son of a.
6: What the hell is that? Radio? That's. That's radio. I never thought I'd hear it again. Huh.
4: That's what it sounds like.
5: Oh, no, you don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see you adhere
1: to the hit the lab equipment till it starts working school of thought. <laughs> Classic.
3: Dr.
5: Llewellyn! I'm sorry, I didn't expect you in this late Clearly It was just a little tap, I promise There's no way I damaged it permanently Relax, Rowan Sometimes it's the quickest solution What are you doing here so late anyway? It's the
1: crack of midnight
3: I'm trying to finish up the microbial analysis Crop yields are down in hydroponics And I was hoping that- It's
1: Christmas Eve, Rowan The microbes can wait Go home,
3: kiss your wife That's an order Yes, ma'am
5: Merry Christmas, Dr. Llewellyn. Merry Christmas.
8: Hmm, promising. Very promising.
3: What? Is that...
6: Merry Christmas to you, too, Utkin.
3: future, always shifting, always uncertain, and even more so within the Source. Only in time can we know which future comes to pass, or if there is a future at all. For I see the connections here at last. Silver's death, Andromeda, Appleseed, the storm, all shape a future that could unfold from the world I once knew. These events may yet come to pass and spell the death of the Earth but I will not allow that to happen. I am Amy Sterling, and within this place, I see all the worlds that I have lost, and I shall find a way to escape and reclaim what is mine.
2: In loving memory of our friend, Leslie Ann Hoxie. The Sheridan Tapes, Interlude 4, Worlds After. Starring Bodie Silva as Tony, Mike Kennedy as Doc, Leslie Ann Hoxie as Harper, Charles Scatellini as Howell. Jesse Steele as Tegan, Jeff Romy as Brian, and Marcy Murray and Juliana Alinka-Jones as the scientists, with Meredith Nudo as Amy Sterling. Written by Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit the to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at SheridanTapes and on Instagram at TheSheridanTapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes.